Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible every year based on the weekly Torah portions. This is Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Monday the 20th of March or the 27th of Adar on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, King Jehoiachin is released from prison. And we can read about that in 2 Kings chapter 25. Also the death of King Zedekiah, according to tradition from Jeremiah chapter 52, verse 11. Quote, Then he blinded the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babel bound him with bronze feathers, and brought him to Babel, and put him in prison until the day of his death. This week we are in a parasha, or part of the Torah, Torah portion that is called Vayikra, and that means, and he called. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Leviticus, or Vayikra, chapter 1, verse 14, through chapter 2, and verse 6. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking God for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, then he shall offer his offering from turtle doves or of young pigeons. The Kohen shall bring it to the altar and wring off its head and burn it on the altar, and its blood shall be drained out on the side of the altar, and he shall take away its crop and its feathers and east excuse me, and cast it beside the altar on the east part, in the place of the ashes. Then he shall tear it by the wings, but shall not divide it completely. The Kohen shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, of a pleasant aroma to the Lord. When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour, and he shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. He shall bring it to Aharon's sons, the Kohanim. He shall take his handful of its fine flour and of its oil with all its frankincense, and the Kohen shall burn its memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offering shall be for Aharon and his sons. It is the most holy part of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. When you bring an offering of grain offering baked in the oven, it shall be matzah cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, of matzah wafers anointed with oil. If your offering is a grain offering made on a griddle, it shall be of fine flour mixed with oil, matzah. You shall break it in pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. That was Leviticus one fourteen through 2.6. Now our portion from the prophets. 
And we are reading from the prophet Isaiah or Yeshayahu. Today it will be chapters 21 and 22. The Burden of the Wilderness of the Sea As whirlwinds in the south sweep through, it comes from the wilderness, from an awesome land. A grievous vision is declared to me. The treacherous man deals treacherously, and the destroyer destroys. Go up, O Elam, lay siege, O Media. I will put an end to all her groaning. Therefore my thighs are filled with anguish. Pains have seized me, like the pains of a woman in labor. I am in so much pain that I cannot hear, so I am dismayed that I cannot see. My heart flutters, horror has frightened me. The twilight that I desired has been turned into fear for me. They prepare the table, they set the watch, they eat, they drink. Rise up, you princes, oil the shield. For the Lord said to me, Go, set the watchman, let him declare what he sees. When he sees a troop, horsemen in pairs, a troop of donkeys, a troop of camels, he shall listen diligently with great attentiveness. He cried like a lion, Lord, I stand continually on the watchtower in the daytime, and every night I stay at my post. Behold, here comes a troop of men, horsemen in pairs. He answered, Fallen, fallen is Babel. All the engraved images of her gods are broken to the ground. You are my threshing and the grain of my floor. That which I have heard from the Lord Svaot, the God of Israel, I have declared to you. The Burden of Duma One calls to me out of Seir. Watchmen, what of the night? Watchmen, what of the night? The watchman said, The morning comes, and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire, and come back again. The burden on Arabia. In the forest of Arabia you will lodge your caravans of dead nights. Bring water for the thirsty. The inhabitants of the land of Tema meet the fugitives with bread. For they fled away from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the heat of battle. For the Lord said this to me, Within a year, as a worker bound by contract would count it, all the glory of Kedar will fail, and the residue of the number of the archers, the mighty men of the children of Kedar, will be few, for the Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken it. The Burden of the Valley of Vision What troubles you now that you have all gone up to the housetops? You that are full of shouting, a tumultuous city, a joyous town, your slain are not slain with a sword, neither are they dead in battle. All your rulers fled away together, they were bound by the archers. All who were found by you were bound together. They fled far away. Therefore I said, Look away from me. I will weep bitterly. Do not labor to comfort me for the destruction of the daughter of my people. For it is a day of confusion and treading down and perplexity, 
from the Lord Elohetzvaot in the valley of vision, a breaking down of the walls and a crying to the mountains. Elam carried his quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kir uncovered the shield. Your choicest valleys were full of chariots, and the horsemen set themselves in array at the gate. He took away the covering of Yehuda. On that day you looked to the armor in the house of the forest. You saw the breaches of David's city, that they were many, and you gathered together the waters in the lower pool. You counted the houses of Jerusalem, and you broke down the houses to fortify the wall. You also made a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to him who had done this, neither did you have respect for him who planned it long ago. In that day, the Lord Elohetzvaot called for weeping and for mourning, for baldness and for wearing sackcloth. And behold, joy and gladness, killing cattle and slaughtering sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we will die. But the Lord Svaot revealed himself in my ears. Surely this iniquity will not be forgiven you until you die, says the Lord Elohei Svaot. This is what the Lord Elohei Svaot says. Go, get yourself to this treasure, even to Shevna, who is over the house, and say, What are you doing here? Who has you here that you have dug out a tomb here? cutting himself out a tomb on high, carving a habitation for himself in the rock. Behold, the Lord will overcome you and hurl you away violently. Yes, he will grasp you firmly. He will surely wind you about and around, around and around, and throw you like a ball into a large country. There you will die, and there the chariots of your glory will be, you shame of your master's house. I will thrust you from your office. You will be pulled down from your station. It will happen in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your belt. I will commit your government into his hand, and he will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Yehuda. I will lay the key of David's house on his shoulder. He will open and no one will shut. He will shut and no one will open. I will fasten him like a nail in a sure place. He will be for a throne of glory to his father's house. They will hang on him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, every small vessel, from the cups even to all the pitchers. In that day, says the Lord Svaot, the nail that was fastened in a sure place will give way. It will be cut down and fall. The burden that was on it will be cut off, for the Lord has spoken it. That was Isaiah chapters 21 and 22. Now we have our portion from the writings, and we are reading from Proverbs or Mishlei, and today we will read chapter 15. 
A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fools gush out folly. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but deceit is in it crushes the spirit. A fool despises his father's correction, but he who heeds reproof shows prudence. In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but the income of the wicked brings trouble. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so with the heart of fools. The sacrifice made by the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows after righteousness. There is stern discipline for one who forsakes the way. Whoever hates reproof shall die. Sheol and Abaddon are before the Lord. How much more then the hearts of the children of men? A scoffer does not love to be reproved. He will not go to the wise. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of one who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. All the days of the afflicted are wretched, but one who has a cheerful heart enjoys a continual feast. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up contention, but one who is slow to anger appeases strife. The way of the sluggard is like a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to one who is void of wisdom, but a man of understanding keeps his way straight. Where there is no counsel, plans fail, but in a multitude of counselors they are established. Joy comes to a man with the reply of his mouth, and how good is the word at the right time. The path of life leads upward for the wise to keep him from going downward to Sheol. The Lord will uproot the house of the proud, but he will keep the widow's borders intact. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but the thoughts of the pure are pleasing. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous weighs answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes out evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. Good news gives health to the bones. The ear that listens to reproof lives and will be at home among the wise. He who refuses correction despises his own soul, but he who listens to reproof gets understanding. 
The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, and before honor is humility. That was Proverbs chapter 15. And now we have come to the final portion for today from the writings of the apostles, and we'll read Acts chapter 14. And it came to pass in Iconium that they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and so spoke that a great multitude, both of Jews and of Greeks, believed. But the disbelieving Jews stirred up and embittered the souls of the Gentiles against the brothers. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who testified to the word of his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the emissaries. And when some of both the Gentiles and the Jews, with their rulers, made a violent attempt to mistreat and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derbe and the surrounding region. There they preached the good news. Now at Lystra a certain man was sitting, impotent in his feet, a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. He was listening to Paul speaking, who, fastening eyes on him, and seeing that he had faith to be made whole, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. He leaped up and walked. When the multitude saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the language of Laconia, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercury, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Jupiter, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, and would have made a sacrifice along with the multitudes. But when the emissaries, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their clothes and sprang into the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and bring you good news, that you should turn from these vain things to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them who in the generations gone by allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without a witness, in that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Even saying these things, they hardly stopped the multitudes from making a sacrifice to them. But some Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But as the disciples stood around him, he rose up and entered into the city. On the next day he went out with Barnabas to Derby, And when they had preached the good news to that city and had made many disciples, They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, 
encouraging them to continue in the faith and that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them, and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. They stayed there with the disciples for a long time. That was Acts chapter 14. And if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read the book of Revelation chapter 8 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that it has been a blessing to you to hear the word of the Lord. I pray that you will draw strength and wisdom, all that you need from the Lord for this day. And for now, Shalom from Israel. Until next time.